Hey guys, I hope you have been enjoying the Pretty Dope Series podcast um, episodes. Um, I hope that it's been a blessing to you. Um, today, this uh, topic is called I Can See Clearly Now. This is based off the story of Samson. Um, and the story of Samson is found in Judges chapter 13 through 16. Um, I didn't want to go to a specific verse today. Um, Because I really want you to read from 13 to 16. It's a great story. Um, If you have trouble reading it in the King James Version, try it in the Message Bible or the easy to read version. You can type that in your phone. Um, But I can see clearly now. And I kind of sat with it and I was like, God, you know, what do you really want me to say and expound on? Of course, we know the story of Samson, you know, he had a nice uh, Nazarite vow, excuse me, and an angel came to his mom and told him, you know, not to cut his hair. Um, and a lot of times, you know, we'll hear the sermons about my hair grew back and, you know, um, I got my strength back and that's good and that's great. You know, that's one of my favorite Bible stories because his hair did grow back and he was restored. But let's look at what was presented to him. Um, he had a fascination for the Philistine women, you know, he wasn't supposed to marry a Philistine woman. That was not, um, what was, you know, expected of him. And so sometimes, you know, with the expectations, um, you know, what people give us, sometimes we go the opposite way. And being that we go the opposite way, you know, we run into trouble because again, um, a lot of times because, where we can't see the trap we cannot always see the the bad in something because we're so close to it we can't see it um because we're so involved with it we cannot see it we're so in love with it we cannot see it whatever the case may be um but i can see clearly now how does this relate to us you know today um just like with samson he's a nazarite okay he's told not to cut his hair he's really not supposed to marry a philistine woman um, he's strong. He has supernatural strength from God. He's stronger than the average man. You know, he's more anointed than the average uh, uh, pastor or the average uh, man or woman of God. You know, they have an unusual strength, an unusual anointing. If that's you, I need you to really listen to this episode because, you know, sometimes we kind of normalize ourselves and think oh that's you know this is normal for me but some things are not normal for you when you don't have a normal life when you don't have a normal call when you have a different call you cannot do what everybody else does not saying that you are you know above other people but there is a greater mandate on your life a greater call on your life and you have to be careful that you don't make silly mistakes because you know you see one thing but someone else sees a greater picture, but you don't listen. And that's, you know, that's Samson's parents. Like, you're not listening to your parents. So he ends up, you know, getting fascinated with Delilah. And, of course, you know, Delilah gets a bad rap. But Delilah was serving her purpose. And that was to basically destroy him, overtake him, get him to tell her what his secret was where his power lies and you know as much as this story has been brought forth um over a pulpit in our world people are still falling prey to it 
people are still, you know, it says the word says that the enemy will fool the very elect if possible. How do we make that possible? By us not being where we're supposed to be and not being obedient to the instructions the first time. Um, and I, I'm coming, you know, to you really direct because some of us need a wake up call. You know, some of us really need to understand this is not a game. You know, yes, um, Samson was restored and he, you know, um, what you call it, defeated more um, people in his, you know, uh, older years. And when he really, you know, wasn't at his best in, in the beginning. And that's, and that's cool. But why do we have to wait till God restore us to, you know, do stuff? Like, I don't want to wait until, um, you know, God gave me a second chance. You know, take the first chance and do right with it is what I'm saying to you. Because, you know, God is a God that restores. He, he surely is. But let's not, you know, take that for granted and use his grace you know, because, oh, I know he's going to restore me. Oh, I know he's going to forgive me. You know, that's not how we should live. Just like if you're in um, a romantic relationship with someone, you know, just because you know that they will, you know, give you grace and love on you or, or forgive you for, you know, forgetting to pick uh, this up or whatever, you just don't keep doing it because then now you're taking that love and that respect for granted. And we don't want to do that with God. And so... As time goes on, of course, he lays in her lap and tells um, her, uh, Samson lays in her lap, in Delilah's lap, and tell her his where his secret lies. So they end up cutting his hair while he sleep. You know, be careful who you get comfortable with and who you lay your head, you know, where you lay your head at. Because a lot of us, that's what I want to talk about. We've been laying our head in the wrong places. We have been letting our head with our friends, with our so-called friends, with people at church, you know, people in our workplace. We've been letting our head a lot of different places and then wonder why our mind is so discombobulated, wondering why our strength is gone after we get done talking to people and confiding in people. But you got to understand when your strength is leaving you after you get done talking to someone, instead of being uh, recharged and re-energized, then that should tell you something about that relationship and that person. And it's not just a romantic relationship. It's any relationship you have with people, even yourself. If you notice that you go to church and you get a fire word or whatever, and then you go home and then you drain yourself of that same strength by doing and, you know, doing whatever and living however, it's the same thing. You know, Delilah is a spirit as well. It's not just a woman. You know, sometimes we get messed up with the characters in the bible but there's some people who have a delilah spirit that will drain you you know and we have to be very careful because when your strength is drained your vision automatically takes a decline and i want to say that again when your strength is drained your your vision your vision for life and your actual vision takes a decline if i don't um you know hydrate myself if i don't eat properly then my vision is going to be affected, all right, because my blood sugar is low. You know, certain things are going on in your body. Same thing with your spiritual life. We have to replenish ourselves that our strength does not get low, and then we end up laying our heads in the wrong laps of people that, first of all, they don't have a vision. And I'll tell anybody, if that person is not as strong as you, 
that person don't have insight like you. You know, you might be two opposite people, but spiritually, if they're not on the same level, you are laying your head in the wrong lap. And I'm telling somebody that because it's so important that you understand that and not, you know, just bypass it. You know, we're not called to, you know, build other people. Yes, you build people up. And emotionally and stuff like that in a friendship relationship but that's not our sole responsibility we should not play god to people when they should be accessing god for themselves you know if if you are always fixing on people and all that kind of stuff that's what your strength is being drained at okay that's not your job you know you can pray for people you can encourage people but there's a limit to that because when we don't put boundaries and limitations on our relationships, friendships, or whatever um, the case may be, a lot of times we lose sight of our own vision because we have lost strength. And I'm telling somebody today, if you've lost strength by laying your head in, in the laps of the wrong people, I need you to stop laying your head in, in the laps of the wrong people. Just because it's appealing, just because they're available, don't mean it's time for you to talk and spill your guts to people that, first of all, are not producing fruit. Second of all, they don't have the life that you want, you know, and I'll tell anybody, you know, the people that you're around, you're going to have the life of the people that you hang around the most. You know, you may say, no, 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 my life is different. If you if you peel everything back and see what's going on in your life is a direct reflection of those you have speaking into your life, you will understand that it's very important to watch the people who speak into your life. That's from the top to the bottom. I don't care who they are. If their life is in shambles, that's what you're going to receive. So be careful on who you call yourself your ace, boon, coon, who you ride with. And it's not for you to be mean or judgmental or hateful toward anybody. It's for you to make good decisions and be discerning and not let people all in your business, all in your life, and then wonder why you're drained of your strength and then you lose vision. And that's what a lot of people have been in this season. You lost vision because you've lost your strength. You've laid your head your thoughts and ideas and your vision in somebody else's lap and god is saying get up all right i can see clearly now i can see clearly now there have been times in my life i'm going to even just express to you um when i was in a um abusive relationship situationship whatever you want to call it because i don't i really don't feel like it was a relationship i just feel like it was one-sided but it was also abuse in it as well um, when I was in that, I could not see anything clear. All I could see was pain, what the person was saying to me, what I wasn't doing right, how they were criticizing me. You know, all I could see was what I needed to fix. I could never see that that person was the problem. I'm going to say that again. I could never see that that person was the problem because I myself, I was already drained. All right. And I had laid my lap, my ideas and my thoughts in my heart in the lap of somebody that, first of all, did not care about me, but was in, you know, what you call it, on the team of the devil, trying to make sure that I, they could overcome me or overwhelm me or attack me. All right. So for me, um, I could not see that person as the enemy because remember that person made me comfortable enough to lay my my uh head in their lap and tell them about my dreams tell them about my goals tell them about my heart and so when the enemy came in like a flood they were a part of 
the issue. But I still couldn't see it because one, I was blind. I was overtaken, just like Samson. He was blind. He was blind. And he was overtaken. Let us not become blind and overtaken because we have laid our head in the wrong lap. We should be, like real talk, we should be literally laying our head at the feet of Jesus, letting God re-energize us, put things into our mind and our heart that we need for the next level of faith, of ministry, of work, of family, of our lives. I always pray, God, you know, make me ready for the next level of faith. Give me the strength. Download to me what I'm going to need because I can't, you know, physically see it, but I know I'm going somewhere different. So I say, God, download. And when God downloads, it starts popping up in my thoughts. It starts popping up in my heart. I start having visions. I start having dreams of what God wants to take me and what he's trying to do. And a lot of times we don't know where we're going. We don't know our strength. Like Samson, we really don't know our strength. And it's a lot of you out there, you really don't know your strength. That's why you put your head in everybody's lap that just want to hear you talk. For real though, you really don't know your strength. And it's not about being just physically strong. It's about being you know, uh, spiritually strong, emotionally strong, mentally strong, not strong in a way that you're not dealing with things. Cause some of us are strong, but we won't deal with any issue in our lives. Like we're strong on the outside, you know, but inside we're weak as water. And I'm not saying that to be judgmental or harsh, but let's be real about it. You know, inwardly you're cracking up, like inwardly you're messed up. But on the outside, you, you got a hard protective, you know, protective shell. You a thug, you know, you, you know, you body body, but inwardly you're tore up. And so I don't want to be strong and wrong. I used to pray to the Lord about that too. I don't want to be strong and wrong. I'm strong, but inwardly I'm just wrong. Nothing going right. My emotions everywhere. My mental state is everywhere. I don't believe in myself. I don't have good self-esteem, but on the outside, I got it together for the church folk. No, you don't have to live like that. I always ask God to make me as beautiful as I was on the inside, on the outside. It should be a reflection at all times because a lot of us, you know, the little false um, face that we put up, the false attitude that we put up, the false, you know, you know, this persona that we put up is really leading us to hell. Like for real, it's really just messing up our lives. It's not making us better. And so when we put our head in the wrong lap, guys, it is not good. It is something, yes, you can be restored from, but a lot of times people don't even get to the point of restoration. And that's the part that plagues me or worries me because a lot of our saints, they go to church and they be going good for 10 years and they be going good for five years or going good for seven years or even for, you know, eight months. And then they lay their head in the wrong lap because that person said, oh, I go to church. Or that person said, oh, I believe in God too. Oh, I'm your sis. Oh, I'm your bro. I'm, you know, you got to be careful. And I'm not saying sit there and be paranoid with people, but I am saying if you notice when you're around a person, when you're talking to a person, that your strength is leaving you instead of you being energized, restored, and pumped up, then you should know that's not the person you need to be around because you don't know how close you are to losing your vision because that person can drain you within a day. That person can drain you within a week. That person can drain you within six months. And then you don't have any strength 
So then you lose sight of your vision. And that's the spirit of Delilah. And I'm telling you guys, be careful. Don't be scared. Be careful. Know when the enemy comes. Be able to recognize him. And not be foolish. Don't don't play don't play dumb now. I'm trying to say it in a nice way, but don't don't play with the enemy. I can't stand when we play with the enemy and then we expect for him to fight fair. He does not fight fair. He fights dirty and then we still yet want to play with him. As if at any moment we can jump back on God's side and God go defend us. We can't live like that, you know. Let's be, you know, careful of that. Let's be mature. And not allow the enemy to have any, you know, role in our lives. I can see clearly when I went through that stuff, you know, in college or whatever. Um, literally, I want to say about two and a half years after I went through that, I saw the person again and literally I cried. He said, Jella, why are you crying? I was crying and thanking God that I could see what my life would have been like if God would have allowed that to happen. And when I tell you I was shaking my head, I was shaking my foot, I was crying, about to have a whole Baptist fit, because I was like, thank you, Lord, for saving me from what I could not see. I, I felt like my vision was right. And some of you feel like your vision is right. But God is saving you from something you cannot see. And you have to be careful. Please be careful man of God, woman of God, be careful of people who come out of nowhere. Now, mind you, I want to bring this out. Samson could have had any woman he wanted. This is a nice, strong, burly man, strongest man in the land, all right? He could have had any woman he want. Why would he want something that comes to him rather than him going get, you know? Like, what was so special about Delilah? Delilah had an agenda, and we have to be careful with people with agendas because they can say all the right things, do all the right things, but they don't have the fruit to back up that they are God sent. When somebody's a God sent, you go know and they're going to have the fruit to back it up. Not just emotions, not just a feeling, because feelings will fade, you know. So be, I'm telling people to be careful because I can see clearly now that that was not what God wanted for me. And I thank the Lord every day. To this day, I thank the Lord because that was a hot mess move. It was so, it was such a hot mess. Even Jesus couldn't fix that. It was, it was, it was bad. It was bad. And all I could do was just shake my head because one, I was free. Two, I could see clearly and even in my latter day even now i'm stronger than i've ever been and that's what i'm i'm praying for my listen that you'll be stronger even if you had a samson delilah experience where someone has drained your strength took advantage of you uh made you lose sight of your vision god will restore you but you gotta be obedient the first time just like what his mom said okay it's a nazarite vow do not cut your hair his hair grew back all right and then he slayed more people in his, you know, latter than in his beginning. And that's awesome. But we don't want to keep making the same mistakes. We don't want to wait till we're 50 and 60 and realize that what I did at 30 and 35 was wrong. Or what I did at 18 and 20 was wrong. Learn the first time, you know. And so that's what I'm praying for you because that's the wise thing to do. You know, don't keep making mistakes just because. 
you, if you know it's wrong and God has told you it's wrong, God has said no and you keep on trying to do what you want to do, I need us to get out of that cycle. I really do. Because I've been there. I'm not judging anybody. I know whoever listens. I'm not judging. I've been there several times. More times than I can count. But I'm telling you, God has some great things in store. Now, what would have happened if um, Samson, you know, never disobeyed his parents or the Nazarite vow? What would have happened? I don't know. Maybe he would have had more momentum, you know. Uh, Maybe he would have, you know, conquered more. And we don't want to miss out on what God wants us to do and what God wants us to have. Because we didn't been in disobedience for 10 years and two years and two months or seven months. We don't want to miss out on those things. I mean, you know, what do you do? Drug? I repent and I get myself back on track and I ask God to remove the scales from my eyes so I can see clearly because everybody can't be wrong. And I, and I talk to my young people. Everybody cannot be wrong. If you have some wise people in your life or wise counsel, a godly counsel like your mom, your dad, uh, a mentor, you know, somebody you look up to and everybody tell you the same thing. If two or three witnesses, two or three now, have agreed on earth that something ain't right, go back to the drawing board and ask the Lord about it. Because everybody may not be lying to you. They might just be trying to protect you, you know. So please be careful in that because they can save you years. Because I know for me, it could have saved me five years. My mama was telling me, this person was telling me, and I couldn't shake my feelings to see the real thing. And then when I saw the real thing, it was hard for me to gain my strength back and leave. Okay? And some of y'all, it's like you know it's wrong, and then you get into something, and literally you don't have the strength to leave because now your vision's been taken and your strength has been drained. All right? So be careful. Um and I know this is kind of like a tough lesson, but it's a lesson that I don't want you to have to learn more than one time. And the lie, like I said, is a spirit. It's not just a man and a woman in a romantic relationship. It's people in your lives that drain your strength and take your vision because you have laid your head in their laps. But I need you to like be careful because I can see clearly now because I'm out of it. But we don't want you to keep going around in the same vicious cycle um, with the spirit of Delilah. Um, you're strong, but you got to know your strength. And your strength has to be just, you have to know your weakness just as much as you know your strength. Because your weakness and your strength really are as strong as each other. But whatever one that you feed the most or you deal with the most, that's the one that's going to override, you know. So if you think about it, if my strongest uh, thing is, me singing okay just for example me singing and my weakest thing is public speaking all right whatever i feed is what's going to be stronger all right so if i work more on singing than public speaking my singing is going to be better you know it's just simple you know simple simple strategies same thing with you if your fear it's just as strong as your faith. Something ain't right. That don't make sense, do it? So whatever you're feeding them, if you're feeding your fear, then your faith will be low. If you're feeding your, you know, wants and need to be important rather than being a servant in the house of God, 
what's going to be stronger? Your ego. All right? I mean, I'm, I'm saying these things because these are things that people really deal with. Um, but understand, I'm, I'm asking you to be careful and, and be very prayerful on who you express your heart to, um, of who you lay your head, where you lay, where you lay your head. Because sometimes in the midst of a storm, we confide in people. Um, sometimes, you know, in the midst of a, you know, traumatic experience, we find somebody that we can relate to and, and we're stuck there with that person. But everybody has a season. Everybody has a cutoff or a continuation. But let God be the one to say yes or no. Don't let, don't let yourself pick because you're going to pick out of emotion. You're going to pick out of attachment. Some of us are attached to things that we know are not God sent. And we continue anyway, like God's going to change his mind or whatever. But I'm praying that you be released from that stronghold and be released from that issue so you can get your sight back so you can see clearly now and not, you know, be bitter about it, but understand, oh, God, I see you working in that. I see, God, what you were protecting me from. I see, God, you know, what you were trying to shield me from. I see, You know, you should have that moment, not the moment of, Lord, I messed up now and wasted 25 years of my life with the wrong person or not and messed up and, you know, now I'm in a wrong job or whatever because I wasn't seeing clearly. I was letting everybody else feed me the wrong stuff and drain my strength and take my vision. So I'm really encouraging you to watch where you lay your head. And um, I pray that this this has been, has been an eye-opener for you. Of course, this is found in Judges 13 through 16. Chapter 13 through 16. Love y'all.